0: This is the Village Church Q&A podcast, where our goal is to create digital, shareable, and helpful content to make disciples who will go,
1: grow, and overcome. Hey, Village Church, welcome back to the Village Church Q&A podcast. Pastor Tim and Pastor Michael with you. Listeners, thanks for joining us today. We've got a question that has been submitted quite a few times, and I've heard it personally from different people. And here's our question, Michael. Can Satan use my spoken words as ammunition against me? In other words, Can Satan listen to what we say and use what we say as ammunition against us? What do you think? So this comes from
0: a comment you made um, in our Spiritual Realm Q&A series. I
1: remember saying this. I think I know where you're going. Yep. And I I have, in the moment, Uh you said it, and I thought to myself, huh. And the comment was? Satan cannot read our minds. He cannot know what's going on in our mind. He is an expert on human thought, human action. He can uh, watch us and he has his myriad of demons watching us to see what we have done and what we would likely do based on our previous actions and responses. And yet he cannot read our mind. He is not omniscient like God. But he does hear our words. So
0: what you said was uh, we have to pray out loud verbally for our prayers to be effective against Satan in spiritual warfare. Yes. And the inverse of that is, okay, if I have to do that, then if I'm praying out loud, is he able to hear that? So the comment sparked a mm. whole series of things. Yes. Yes. Here's the question. Is prayer a physical activity or a spiritual activity? And and the reality is we would say both. both. And so yeah. here's how I like to okay. articulate it. And I think this plays in. I don't know that we would disagree with what I'm about to say, but I think it would play into the discussion. That what I do in the physical realm, meaning how I use my words, affects the spiritual realm. Correct. And what I do in the spiritual realm affects the physical realm. There's an interplay between the I, two I that, is, agree with that, that, that is profound. So when I'm thinking, there are synapses going in my brain. Thinking is actually a very physical mm-hmm. act. Whether or not I um, say it out loud or think it in my brain, it manifests spiritual realities. And where I got hung up on what you said, and this is where uh, I had a number of questions come up about it. Like the question mm-hmm. was, "Do I agree with you?" Yes. <laughs> yeah, I remember people asking yeah. that. In my brain, I
1: I I'm trying to find out a way to agree with you. Okay, let me see if I can poke at this and, yeah. and kind of tell you where I'm going to maybe be a little more clear in what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Prayer, if we are praying, and prayer is talking with God. Mm-hmm. If we are praying to God, God can read our minds. He can read our thoughts. He he does not need our verbal words to know what we're saying because he is omniscient. But if we are wanting to say Satan get away from me. Satan leave me alone. Satan, I I I I you know, push back on you, get away from me, you know, remove this uh, temptation. I'm not going to let you have victory over me. If we're speaking to Satan, I believe we have to speak verbally. I believe we have to speak out loud. And it would be no different as if I was wanting to tell my wife, you know, really, you know, it really is nice when my wife cooks, you know, such and such meal. So I'm just going to think it. And I'm going to think it that, you know, for my birthday, I want her to make this special pineapple upside down cake. If I think it and don't verbalize it, she is a human being that she doesn't know what I'm saying. Satan is not omniscient. Satan cannot know what we want him to do, what we are telling him to do. Let me use scripture. When Jesus was tempted in Matthew, he spoke direct words to Satan. He said things verbally to Satan at, at the, the three temptations of, uh, of Satan to Christ. I think that model is the way we should push back on Satan. Okay. I disagree. Disagree. So let's play lawyer for a minute. We All right. Just
0: dismantle from mm-hmm. my perspective. All right. Uh, and then you will retort. <laughs> retort. And uh, so Satan is not a human being. Correct. He's a spiritual being. Which means he has a different, we'll just say general capacity to experience reality. So that's number one. Number two is that Satan clearly manifested himself, which angels can do. They can manifest themselves physically. They can manifest themselves so that those in the spiritual realm can interact with them. So So you're
1: talking about in Matthew 4. Yeah. Yeah. Satan demonstrated himself or manifested himself in a physical body body he manifested some himself kind.
0: physically yeah uh, some maybe, kind.
1: yeah to
0: the point where jesus could interact and talk with him, and yeah, him right and so he has that capacity and so there's no doubt like what i won't do is disagree with the fact that verbal prayer is effective okay that i have no issues with so here's what i'm imagining um i am imagining that i am in a train hundreds of people all okay around me, right And I I am in that moment being spiritually attacked. And let's say, let's say I believe it's Satan in that moment. And I pray in my head, God, would you just get Satan away from me? Satan in the name of Jesus back off, right? I have no problem with anything you said there. Correct. But I'm saying it in my head. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying it out loud. So by your estimation, it does not have effectiveness. What I'm trying to say is that prayer, whether you say it in your brain or your mouth, it's a physical thing that manifests spiritual realities. And so if I say to my brain, it's not my words to Satan's ears, if you will, that has the power. It's the mediator between my prayer and the reality that I want to see. So the prayer goes out of my head or out of my mouth to God who then enacts the reality. So let's, let's just say this, let's say I'm sitting there in the train and I say in the name of Jesus, in my head, not praying a lot Mm -hmm. in the name of Jesus Satan, get away from me. Satan uh, all of a sudden is forced out. He didn't hear me say a thing, but he knows, he knows what happens when, when this kind of motion is put on him. He knows that that person is praying because something happens to him where he is unable to be around as somebody is praying. So whether or not he hears me say it or he doesn't hear me say it doesn't change the fact that my prayer goes to God and then God enacts the reality. God enacts
1: the, the, his power over Satan. Correct. So
0: in my brain though, um, When I'm praying, it does not matter whether or not I'm praying out loud or whether I'm praying in my head, because the physical reality of prayer in your head or otherwise, or speaking, goes to God and then God enacts the power on that prayer. If it's a spiritual realm, et cetera, now Jesus, like this is where the question is, is it descriptive or prescriptive with Jesus in Matthew 4 and Satan? Correct. And that's always a -hmm. challenge whenever you're reading narrative. It's is it describing or prescribing and and generally, Jesus is going to do things that are, that are pretty smart to do. But then again, he does things that, you know, like I can't heal. <laughs> you know, <laughs> Is that descriptive or prescriptive? Uh-huh. You know, so y- y- that's a hard one. So I don't know that I could agree or disagree that he is describing or prescribing what to do in spiritual warfare at that time. But it feels to me that there's too much physical requirement interaction in your scenario. Okay. And that what prayer does is it transcends these physical realities and it enacts God on a spiritual and physical realm. And I, so that's where I, I think it took me some time to really process what you mm-hmm. had said. But in the moment, I was like, ah. uh, and I know you you believe that pretty strongly. I do. I just don't feel like that would be counsel I would give to somebody based on my understanding of how prayer works, who works. Who works in the prayer. In the prayer and what is required between what is required in terms of communication between myself and satan for for prayer to take its effect to me it feels like one of those things that it sounds logical but the more i think i understand my framework of how prayer interacts between the physical and spiritual it's not necessary
1: mm-hmm. now
0: is it true like do okay. my do my verbalized words affect the spiritual realm yes yeah. Now, the question is Do my, ver- my non verbalized prayers in my head affect the spiritual realm in the same way? <laughs> and I'm going to say yes. Oh, and I would say no. I knew and and disagree. That's right. No, that's right. Because Satan
1: cannot read our minds.
0: He doesn't so, need to. Because he doesn't need to know what I'm praying because God is the one acting, well, not me.
1: But the question is Can he use our non verbal? thoughts are uh, the word, the things that we are thinking about in our head can he use those as ammunition against us he can't read our minds that i agree with so, so now we get back to mi- this the real question. question oh yeah there's a question here yeah, that we're there is a question.
0: <laughs> so here's here's the challenge though the reason this i think the reason this is being asked comes back to to your answer uh-huh. because if it is a requirement for me for satan to leave for me to speak verbally right? Which obviously I don't agree with you agree with fine. Mm -hmm. Then it then makes logical sense. If I pray out loud, then now he can hear these and use these against me. And my general framework is much more of just saying, look, if you're a believer, you have a massive amount of protection. You shouldn't be afraid to pray or say anything out loud ever that I for with. Satan to hear it. Like there's no reason to be afraid whatsoever. And in the same way, yes, your verbal prayers can be heard by him, but it is not the words coming out of my mouth that affects Satan. It is the it is God hearing them and then enacting on my behalf. So whether or not I say it in my head or in my mouth, it doesn't matter because the agent of action, which is God himself. Is God. Uh, or God releasing angels to work on my behalf like you mm-hmm. did in Daniel. Yes. Uh, that is the agent
1: that is going to be removing him from my presence. And I totally, there we agree. Now, what I don't agree with is that if I verbalize uh, unbelief, if I verbalize, let's say I get verbally angry with God and I'm yelling at God for whatever disappointment I have. Can Satan use those words against me? I think, yes, he can. Now if I say if I don't say those thoughts, uh, I don't verbalize my anger, my disappointment with God not doing what I want him to do and acting the way I want him to act or intervening the way I think he should intervene, Satan has no way of knowing those things except for my actions, and he can see our actions, he can see how we uh be uh, how those thoughts play out in our interactions with other people. And that is where I think he is a master of humanity. So now what I think you're facilitating in that is never
0: talking about it. Like if I go to a counselor and I tell him my deep, dark secrets and I tell him how I'm feeling and I'm doubting God and all this stuff. Now, like, am I not allowed to say that because once I
1: verbalize it, it's ammunition? Uh, and, I, and I would say yes and no. And, and what I mean by yes and no is does Satan want to use? Satan wants to use any piece of our behavior, our actions, our words that he possibly can to throw up at at us and throw up at God, saying, "See, look, you know, he's supposed to be your your son. He's supposed to be your child. Look the way he's talking. Look the way he's acting. I think he loves to do that." But I think at the same time, um, and I'm thinking about the the narrative of Job and the way Job verbalized his trust in God, but also where he started falling short and not trusting God in his words and actions, I think God can intervene in both situations. If I, we are his son, if I we are would his, his child. Be, I, would, I would lovingly with humility, caution
0: that perspective. Okay. I, I think it creates fear. Like confess your sins to one another. Absolutely. So that you may be healed. Like there is a I value totally agree with of that. the articulation of our sin and our struggles and our doubts. That scripture has a high view of, I think one of the battles Satan has won is that there are a lot of people who are afraid of him. And and I think that is, we are told not to fear him. We are correct. to fear God. So that that fear manifests in questions like this. Like, should I not speak this out loud? Am I giving him ammunition? And, and we give him ammunition on everything that we do. That's my point is, is yeah. that. I would just caution how that's going to land on people. Mm. If I'm ten years old, I remember being ten years old and petrified of Satan. The first time I heard that Satan was basically God's like dog and a leash, I was like, "This is the most <laughs> freeing thing on the planet." Yeah. But if I'm ten years old, or and, and let's be honest, like a lot of people have the theology of ten year olds. So <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, I agree. My concern would be if they hear that they're going to be like, "I'm I'm not going to speak my issues," and there should be no fear to speak those things because the rule I think that protects everyone. Is that God? Satan is not allowed to attack without God's, God's permission. permission. So I may, I may articulate every fear that I possibly have, but Satan is is restrained until God releases him. We agree. And so, if that's the point, if I'm receiving demonic attack, I have to process it immediately through this filter. Satan got permission, and Jesus gave it to him. I agree. So this is like Jesus is allowing this right now, sure. and an interaction had to happen somewhere in the spiritual realm where. They were allowed to do it. For me, I would just tell people, look, it doesn't matter whether you articulate it or not articulate it. Like the only things that come through to you are going to be the ones that have to pass through Jesus. Agreed. So don't be afraid of anything. And if, and if you're afraid he's attacking you, resist him and he has to flee. That's right.
1: That is the instruction from scripture. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Yep. Clearly it means resist the devil. And then cling to God, cling to the Lord. As I'm reading the question again, my, my question is if Satan hears my verbal
0: prayers for things that are bothering me, like when we share a prayer request, does that give him ammunition to use against me? If Satan uses my own insecurities against me, once he hears verbally that I'm concerned about something, does that give him an opportunity rather than if I prayed silently in my head or in my heart? And I would just look back at this person and say, Don't fear that. You don't have to be afraid of anything. Don't fear any of that. If you're not a Christian, I would
1: say, that's a totally different answer. You should be pretty scared of Satan. But if you're a Christian, you are protected. Part of counseling is getting people to verbalize their inner thoughts and feelings to get them to own. I am feeling insecure because of this. I am f- afraid because of, you know, what whatever. Get them to say what is really on their heart, what is really in their head. Mm-hmm. Get it out in the open. And that's Satan loves to work in the dark. He loves to work in the secrets. So just put it out there. You know, don't don't be afraid. Can he use it by for ammunition? Yes, he can use it for ammunition. But he will use all kinds of other things for ammunition too. So you don't need to be afraid of that. Amen. Well, listeners, thanks for listening to Michael and I. Somewhat disagree. <laughs> remember, I'm right. <laughs> yeah, I'm right. Uh huh. <laughs> Please come back next time when we answer another question, which will be what happens to unbelievers who are in a far, non reaching people group?
0: Hey, Tim, I have have an idea for a conclusion. Let's do a Pastor Craig Jarvis laughing impersonation. Ready?
1: (laughs) (laughs) You're welcome.